I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Well, man, I think it's time to take the donut box from the counter. In this opposite episode, we're flipping things in reverse. Yep, we're doing everything in reverse. The show from beginning to end, except what the Bible says, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. And speaking of last, just kidding, <laughs> tvtrashcan.com, tvtrashcan.com. Go like us, uh, subscribe, share. All the good things is—is is that where they can go? Yeah, TVTrashCan.com, and then also all of our social medias: Instagram, Facebook, all that good jazz. So wherever you're listening from, come like us, come follow us, come talk to us. We love it. So we can also, uh, if you're good with it, man, we can actually move into our eclair segment, which is our positive advice. And I think I went first last time so i think i technically get to go first again this time technically because the last shall be so my positive advice is to um think outside the box man uh it's easy to get into a habit into a routine um and you just get comfortable with things but think outside the box you know you don't always have to do things by the status quo um and so uh, there are a lot of people that they're really good at that me i'm not that great at it thinking outside the box is kind of hard for me sometimes But it is good. Once you think outside the box, it brings fresh perspective and it helps uh, revitalize some things that you've been needing to do, uh, whether that's work wise, whether that's in your life. Um, Just get creative with it. You know, tap into those creative juices. And some people are like, oh, well, I'm not creative, but everybody's creative in some uh, shape, form or fashion. You just don't know it. So, yeah. Mine is think outside the box. Awesome, man. And mine is be mindful of how you talk with yourself, right? And what I'm talking about, you know, I've been going through, I would say it's been kind of a hectic time, right? And uh, I did something the other day. I was actually moving something big from the storage unit over to another location. And um, wouldn't you know it, have you ever gotten in your own way? I know I know we all have, right? But in my car, uh, the seats fold down, right? And I, for some reason, folded up the seats full on knowing I'm going to be bringing this big oblong shape uh, item out and putting it in the car, right? And so here I go. I open up the storage unit. I walk all the way out there with this big heavy item. It's all wonky, weird and everything. And, you know, you set it down to put it in there and you go, oh, man, why in the heck did I put the seats up, right? And you're all out of breath and you're extra tired. You're like, why did I put that obstacle in place? Now, easily, and I have in the past, and we've all been kind of guilty of it, like, man, Mike, are you such an idiot? Like, why'd you put the seats back up? It is so important to talk to yourself well in those moments. You're, you have the right to make mistakes. We all do. Everybody can't be 100% all the time. And sometimes your brain ticks a little funny, and sometimes you make mistakes, especially when you're tired. So I just invite you and encourage you to uh, think about how you're talking to yourself. And how I'm trying to think about it is... Um, you know, if I was somebody else, right, if the if the President of the United States walked in the room, how would I talk with him? If Jesus walked in the room right now, how would I talk with him, right? Or, you know, really anybody of, of significance and importance, how would I talk with them? I would talk to them with the utmost respect and, you know, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't naysay and things like that. And it's important to do that to yourself as well because you deserve that, especially when it's coming from yourself. So positive self-talk is very important yeah it is for sure man hey i like starting off the uh donut box podcast with some positive advice it's kind of nice yeah it is nice and refreshing jump right to it nice and encouraging things to uh get you going on your monday morning and like what like i said think outside the box and that's what we're doing but uh yeah man i think we're good to move into our next segment which is the mystery donut and that's our improv segment so micah what do we have on the improv segment today? You know, I know we did this a couple weeks ago, man. But at the same time, I I love bad sermons. We're not necessarily going to do bad sermons, but I just definitely want to do, uh, I say we do black preacher voice, man. Like, where do you think we should be? We haven't picked a location. Oh, I have a great one. A oh, great one. Uh, uh, out Christmas shopping. Out Christmas shopping. Okay. Sounds good, man. So, uh, sounds like the black preacher is going to be over at the mall, uh, they're not even necessarily, you know, we always call them black preachers, but, you know, uh, it's it's the style more than anything, right? It's that southern, it's that southern preaching. Southern style, gospel preacher, I guess, is what you could call it more than anything, yep, right? Exactly. All right, man. Well, we can go ahead and get that started. Um, you want to start or you yeah, want me to? I'll start. Go for it. Owen, oh, Brother William. 
Pops. We're here at the mall today to get the Christmas shopping done because we haven't got it done because we're so busy doing the work of the Lord. <laughs> and I see all these stores around. <laughs> and I see it like how it's the kingdom of heaven because Jesus <laughs> puts everything that you need in one basket, I'm telling you. <laughs> and as we're shopping for this Christmas season, <laughs> we got to remember that Jesus, I said uh, Jesus, <laughs> is the reason <laughs> for the season. Whether it's J.C. Penny, Old Macy's, or the Dillons down the hall, it don't matter where you go this Christmas, it's about Jesus. And what it says abundantly in the Bible, it says in Ephesians 2.9, it's not something you did that you could be proud of. Because you went in that stall and you spent more than you asked for. And what you could have your means for. And now you're going to ask the Lord for manna from heaven. Even though it's only a week away. And you're going to say, Jesus, I need you to give me the check that I cashed. Even though I didn't have the means. I didn't have the funds. But he's going to provide for you. Because even though you've made the mistakes. Everybody's made the mistakes. Oh, Lord, brother. I've made mistakes in my time, but like it says in Ephesians, it's nothing, not something you did that you can be proud of, but what it'll be, it is it'll be a story that you can tell to your children and your children's children. Well, I'm telling you this, Brother Williams, uh, I'm being led to the footlocker because <laughs> I see a pair of Air Jordans <laughs> that are taking me <laughs> to the glory of glories. <laughs> It said, he who dwells in the secret place, and that means the footlocker, will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And he said, trust in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And I think I'm desiring them Air Force Ones. I think I'm desiring those Air Jordans. I think I'm desiring those new Nikes with the blue and black gold trim. Hallelujah. And the next stop after that, I feel the lids in my heart. Oh, Jesus. Because what we're going to do is we're going to get us some sports teams. We're going to get us embroidered on the side. We're going to have Brother Williams right on the side of the hat. Because what's going to happen is I'm going to go in there. I'm going to find my favorite sports team. And I'm going to pick the hat. And I'm going to lift it up. And I'm going to say, Lord, when I go out in the streets and they see Brother Jetson on the side of the Dallas Cowboys hat, they will know that it's not just the Cowboys, but it's Brother Jetson over at Faith Alive Revival Center that has the hat. And that he will help them and he can lead them to the Lord this holiday season. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, and brother... <laughs> It says, taste and see <laughs> that the Lord is good. <laughs> and I'm feeling <laughs> led to go to the Orange Juice. <laughs> I'm led to go to the Auntie Anne's Pretzel Factory. <laughs> I'm led to go to the Mingwa <laughs> Chinese Walk Buffet. <laughs> Can I get an amen? <laughs> amen. Oh, Lord, I'll tell you what. The Holy Spirit told me one more thing right now. And he said the Cinnabon is having a sale on all this stuff right now. And if you want dessert, that is the place to go. Because the Cinnabon is anointed from the Lord. That, oh Jesus, what happens is they come out and it's so warm. And they put the, oh, they put all the syrupy chocolate on top of it. And then you have yourself a chocolate cinnamon bun because it is of the Lord and that's what he said to do on today and that is the day. Let me tell you, brother, let's go ahead and pray this out because I got a prayer meeting. I mean, an elders meeting. I mean, a check forward meeting that I got to get to. So let's go ahead and pray. Let's bow our head and close our eyes. Dear Lord, we thank you that we're here at the mall today. We thank you for the J.C. Penny. We thank you for the Macy's. We thank you for the Foot Locker. Lord, we even thank you for the GameStop. And I'm feeling in my spirit that some of y'all need to go to the Lens Crafters. Because you need to get your sight adjusted. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. And some of you need to get your vision adjusted. And you can't go to Lens Crafters. But you got to go to the Spirit Crafters. Because he's the only one 
that can give you the vision to walk by faith. And Lord, I pray for all the individuals who go to the non-safer stores in your eyes. The hot topic, the spitzes gifts. The only hot topic is the name of Jesus. And we pray that they see that this holiday season. That they don't see the Santa Claus downstairs that they can sit on their lap. But no, they can sit on the lap of Jesus. That's what we need this holiday season. And Lord, I pray that they see that through everything that they do. Through all the overspending and the stress that they have. That Lord, they will see that it ain't about Santa Claus, but it's about Jesus Christ. That was our mystery donut. That was pretty good, man, because there it, that is just like a uh, buffet of illustrations that a preacher can use is going into the mall. So uh, Yes, they can. It's, it's a cornucopia of what we could have went with there, and uh, yeah, I think man. it's great. It was great. I love that time. But let's segue into our next segment, which is what fries my donuts. And Micah... <laughs> What fries your donuts, buddy? Bro, I can't stand YouTube influencers. I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before, but man, um, and you know, I am, I'm, you know, I'm not calling out my wife, but this is how I know about this stuff. Otherwise, I really wouldn't know about any of this stuff. But my wife likes to watch a lot of this stuff, man. Bro, this this stuff is just straight garbage. These people are garbage. And what I really don't understand is, you know, and it's big on YouTube, and these people are making money. Good for them for making money. What I really don't understand and what makes me mad about this, why in the heck are people surprised when it's like these people turn out to be bad people? We, we knew this already, right? These people, and, you know, I'm going to throw some names under the bus. There's a dude out there named Peter Maud. I don't know the other... Folks, I just know him because I, you know, I see him all the time on on my TV, on my big screen TV. He's always sitting there talking about everybody else and all oh, this person and that person and whatever. And it's just like, bro, you know, y'all all friends on the side. I know y'all are. It's all a cash grab in a big old circle. That's what it is. It's everybody talks crap about everybody else. But I guess what I really don't understand what you know, and cash grabs are cool and whatnot, but it sucks so many people in. And it's amazing how many views these people get, right? And the thing is, it's like there will be people that they know are sexual predators or like really bad people, right? Done bad stuff in the past. And then when they continue that behavior, the whole entire career is pretty much talking mess about, oh, these people are bad people. Well, no, duh. They've been bad people since the freaking beginning, before they even started on this crap. And my thing is, most of the time, what's weird is it's supposed to be, like, about makeup, right? But they never talk about the makeup. Like, it's never about the actual product. It's all about the drama about it. I just think the whole entire thing is stupid. And there's so many people, and I guess what pisses me off is there's so many people on YouTube making money talking about the same old stories on repeat and then if there's new stories, it's like, bro, that's not really surprising by, based on what you said before. Like, what, what, why is this even a thing? Why do people keep getting in this trap of, you know, it's not even, to me, listen, I, we call ourselves Trash Can TV. I love some trashy TV. I love some good Mari, Jerry Springer, you know, you name it. I love it. But, you know, this crap, this isn't good trashy TV, right? Like, they could even, you know, I guess that's what it is, right? It's a big circle cash grab. At least make the stories entertaining or something or change it up every now and then. It's just, for me, bro, it's garbage. And these people are making millions and it's it's just garbage. So I'm, I'm confused. Did Peter Mon do something bad or are you just talking about him talking about bad people? I'm talking about you're... those people in general. There's him. There's like a bunch of other people. Pretty much every time I see... So I don't... We can go in on Peter Mon real quick. So he talks about these people like Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson and all these other people. I don't really know anything about. He's still talk. He's still talking about that. That's what I'm saying. That's the part that makes me mad. Is it's just like, bro, that was what like four or five years ago. Like, what, what's what's happening now? Or they'll talk about this other person. Her name's Colleen something. And it was because she was this popular influencer, whatever, right? And they were all friends with Peter Bond and all this other crap. And then all of a sudden she was like talking to underage kids and like selling them panties or some crap. And then he's been talking about that for ages. And it's just like, bro, why do people keep watching this and keep giving money for the same stories on repeat? And then the other times... I'll tell you why. Because people love gossip and... Those people can milk the gossip for... It's like they can just add 
maybe like one nugget of new information um, to keep people like on the hook. But people love gossip until it's about them. That's really what it boils down to. I think what makes me mad more than anything is a lot of these people are just straight fleeced into thinking that this is all real. Most of it is not real. Most of it is they realized how they can get views and cash grabs, and they're all working in a giant circle to get the views and the money. That's really what's happening. Um, and it's what's happening in a lot of circles. But, I, I, you know, for me, it's just... And the other part, and this is kind of small, we've talked about it before on this podcast, but Peter Bond in particular, what I don't like about him is... 99% of the time, besides the Shane Dawson, Jeffree Star stuff that he's been going on for forever, it's literally, and if you're into this sort of thing, cool. I just don't get it. This dude, he literally will talk about his life. He'll be like, yeah, so I went to the store and there was this guy there and he was in line. And pretty much what happened was he was buying tape. And it'll be like a 15-minute story about this dude buying tape in front of him. And it'll be about nothing. And you're just like, why, why do people take time out of their day? To me, time is very valuable, right? Like, I wish I had a, an abundant amount of time to just listen to some guy talk about what he did today. But to me, my time's so valuable, I could give two craps about what he did today, right? Like, as bad as that is to say. But I, I think what, what bothers me is, for me, in my mind, and maybe this is the, the root of the issue of what we're talking about right now. If you're making bukus of money, let's let's make it about talent or something that's special, right? Let's, let's make it about something that you can do that is special or different than the rest of the populace. Anybody can get on there and talk about what they did today. Like, why are they the ones making millions of dollars, right? That doesn't make any sense. Like, to me, it doesn't make any sense of... Why can certain people do that, make millions of dollars, but it, it just doesn't, I, I guess it just doesn't make sense to me. And then at the same time, it's just like, I don't understand why it's so popular. I think it's more or less people fall in love with, I guess, maybe their persona. Because like, for me, like, there's a guy that I listen to named Jim Cornette, and he just reviews stuff in wrestling. Like, he's an old wrestling guy, like, was in the business forever. And, like, I don't always agree with his opinions or what he has to say about things, but, like, he is so funny to listen to. Like, just him reviewing stuff that, like, that's why I keep watching him because I'm like, oh, in wrestling, like, stuff is always happening. So I'm like, oh, I wonder what Jim Cornette has to say about this. Like, even though, like, I, I may or may not agree with him. But I totally get it, man. If you're just, I'm like, how come I can't do that? Maybe it's just a persona thing. I don't know, but I'm just like, why, why do people choose to watch that stuff? Like, I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't understand. Even, even to a deeper scope, right? Um, now, don't get me wrong. Some of these videos, Instagram reels, I'm not on TikTok, but let's be honest. Instagram reels is mostly the same thing. So for me, especially like my wife, she's in on a lot of, I wouldn't say in on a lot of those circles, but she knows who a lot of the people are. And there'll be a lot of times where it'll be, even in the sports world, it'll be like, so-and-so is throwing out the first pitch. And I'm like, who the heck is that? And they'll be like, oh, you don't know them? They're from TikTok and whatever. What's crazy to me is these people could be elevated to a celebrity status because they're making shorts that are 30 seconds long. Like, that's insane to me. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know why, you know what I mean? Like, it was one thing when, okay, it's like, Tom Cruise, right? Yeah, naturally he's a celebrity because there's very few people who are very popular actors. And things like that, right? So if you see them in the street. But it's incredible because basically anybody can do it, right? It just, and But it could just hit it big. And then before you know it, it's just like, okay, now you're throwing first pitches out. It's just crazy to me that... Because to me, most of them just don't have any real talent, but they're making millions of dollars. It's, it's just crazy to me. Say this last thing and I'm then... I'll get off it. But I think as an actor, I think I would be frustrated at those people because like you work and you struggle and you're going from like audition to audition to audition. And then someone can get famous in like 30 seconds from home. You know, it's like that would kind of make me mad a little bit, I think. Oh, yeah. And especially if you've been, you know, because most actors, what, what most people don't understand is the market's been saturated for actors for a long time. But, you know, most people have gone to drama school, done a lot of, you know, they've they've worked really hard. Once you get into movies, unless you get really lucky somehow or know somebody, 
you know, you really have to work at it. And even those bit roles, like everybody thinks movie stars make a buku's of money. Unless you're a big name guy, you really don't. Like you can even have big spots, right, where people will see you in things. Um, what was I reading the other day? There was some big time movie where it was like, it was a supporting role for sure, but they only made like 50K for the role. And it was a big movie and it was just like, really? And, you know, come to find out most small time actors, right? The B-rated actors that are trying to make it, they just don't make any money either. So I can imagine why they'd be upset. But yeah, we can move off of that. It's just, we live in weird times. And to me, I guess the root of it all is, I don't see these guys as actually having any sort of actual talent. Anybody can do that. Why are they making millions of dollars? That's the bottom line. Yeah, I totally get it, man. I feel the same exact way. So, no talent fraud. Phony. A big, fat phony. That's from uh, that's from good old Family Guy. <laughs> family Guy. Uh, one of the very first episodes. Okay, man. Well, we can move into our next segment, which is the bonus hole. Chris, what do we have today? We have some trivia for you now. It's not a Christmas story trivia. It's the Christmas story trivia. So it's about uh, the Christmas nativity, the birth of Christ trivia for you. So it's if I get it wrong, then uh, it's going to look very bad on me, right? Well, I don't know, especially since you did that, <laughs> like uh, you're doing the pastor thing at the beginning. I'm not sure. <laughs> who knows who knows i tried not to make them too hard i tried to throw some easy one ones in there i'm not i mean i didn't make it like super easy like oh yeah who was born on christmas jesus jesus um was it barabbas no yeah no. oh um. i gotta tell you a funny story about barabbas in a little bit but i'll tell you that after the podcast but anyways i have um so it's technically 12 questions but two of them are true and false or sorry true or false so 10 multiple choice two true or false are you ready yeah man let's do it okay so there are four gospels in uh the new testament the gospels tell about jesus's birth life death resurrection right so which one of the four gospels is the only one to not mention jesus's birth or his beginning matthew mark luke or john I believe it's John, correct? Uh, it's actually Mark. Wait, I thought it was the last book in the the order, which was John. But am I? I guess I'm wrong on that. John technically mentions is the beginning because it says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God. So that's technically kind of a I don't know. That's a not trick question, but it's a definitely a. It was one of the more difficult questions for you. Hey, but um, I get you though. I was I thought you were about to ask me which were the four gospels. I was like, oh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Let's. This one's next. a true or false. <laughs> true or false? Jesus was actually born in a cave. Uh, false. Uh, it's actually true. So the. Uh, uh, the whole stable and uh, all that stuff, like uh, a lot of historians believe that Jesus was actually born in, still in a manger, but uh, it but was it like was in a, actually in a it cave. was actually in a cave, like kind of a side part. So okay, I mean, I guess that would make sense, right? Because you know the land of Israel and a lot of that region, you know, they have a lot of hills, but they're rock hills, right? So I can almost see them. I mean. Just like the tomb, you know, that Jesus was buried in was in the side of a rock. And the door was made of a rock, right? So I could also see it being like instead of building a barn or a stable, just dig into the rock and it's a shelter. I mean, I'm going to go Bible nerd on, on you guys for a little bit. And so sorry if you guys are like, oh my gosh, this is just getting on my nerves. So when it says that there was no room for Mary and Joseph in the inn, it's not like an actual inn or a hotel that like people stay out now. It was more or less like a guest room in like a family member's house. So when they said there was no room for them, it was like they were trying to stay with family and there was just no room for them in their guest room. So, and they had like a cave that was kind of almost connected to the house. So that's probably where Jesus was. You know, this might sound kind of, and I hope this isn't ruining any other questions that you have here. But um, something that I didn't realize until like high school, I'd heard the story a ton, right? But I did not realize that, and this is another kind of biblical side note here, um, that they had to go to, Joseph and Mary had to go to Bethlehem because Joseph was from Bethlehem and they had a census. And, if, and the way the Romans were conducting it is you had to go up to 
wherever you were from to be counted and so that's why they had to make the whole journey because for me as a kid as weird as it is like my mind I guess blocked out the part that they had a census so I was just like oh well they had to travel I don't know Um, but just in case uh, y'all didn't know even though it's written there um, but that was kind of later on when I was going back through it. I was just like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Speaking of census, this brings us to the next question. What was the name of the emperor that decreed the census that forced Mary and Joseph to travel? A, Julius Caesar, B, Tiberius, C, Nero, or D, Caesar Augustus? Um, Nero, correct? Actually, Caesar Augustus, my man. Wasn't Nero after that? Yeah, Nero was like way... Nero was like after Jesus' death. So, technically, do you remember that play, Julius Caesar? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Caesar Augustus actually, uh, his is actually Octavian from that. So that's who that actually is. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You know, another side note, we're we're kind of breaking it down here. That's actually one of my favorite. I'm not big on theater, you know, a ton of theater performances. That's actually one of my favorite Julius Caesar for some reason. A2 Brute. I have no clue why that one sticks with me, but there you go. Uh, Okay. What did Joseph do for a living? Was he a shepherd, a fisherman, a carpenter, or a merchant? Man, he was a carpenter. Yeah, there you go. Town did Mary and Joseph have to travel from? Not travel to, but where did they have to travel from? A, Nazareth, B, Jerusalem, C, Bethlehem, or D, Samaria? Dang, I have to think, actually. No, it was Nazareth. That is correct. That's where they had to travel to. All right, this one is a true or false question. True or false, the wise men were there when Jesus was first born. They were still on the way. They saw the star and headed there. That's actually a lot of, that's also kind of a misconception, too. Like, you have the nativity scene and the wise men are there, but they didn't get there until almost two years later. That's what, I, that's what I was saying most, or that's what I was about to say is uh, I've heard a lot of historians say that it's kind of debated like a year or two years, but, you know, he was born, they saw the star, and, I mean, they had to literally travel all that way. They didn't see him until he was uh, infant toddler stage. Number seven, the angel Gabriel said that Jesus would also be named what? A, Jehovah Jireh, B, Emmanuel, C, Noel, or D, Saint Nick? Dude, it's Saint Nick. What were the what were the first three options? A, Jehovah Jireh, B, Emmanuel, C, Noel, or D, Saint Nick? Jehovah Jireh. It's actually Emmanuel. Man, I need to read again. <laughs> said I need to read again. Uh, all right, number eight. Where did Joseph and his family have to flee to when Herod was going to kill them? A, Ethiopia. B, Italy, C, Asia, or D, Egypt? It was Egypt, correct? That is correct. In what city was Jesus born? A, Jerusalem, B, Corinth, C, Bethlehem, or D, Nazareth? That was Bethlehem. There you go. All right, three more. What was not one of the gifts that the wise men brought to Jesus? A, gold, B, cinnamon, C, frankincense, or D, myrrh? Man, they, they didn't bring no cinnamon now, even though back then cinnamon was a hot commodity. But I remember being like, what in the heck is, uh, I knew what gold was, but frankincense and myrrh, I was like, what the heck is that? But apparently they're incenses, and that was a big deal. Yeah, that's incense. And myrrh is like, uh, for death, like, preserving and stuff, so that is one. All right, uh, number 11. The Old Testament prophet said that Jesus would be a descendant of who? A, Noah. B. Samson, C. Paul, or D. David? Was David correct? That is correct. Because the whole thing I've heard other preachers and everything said, and it's like, and if Jesus could come down the lineage and from David, you know, because David did a whole bunch of messed up stuff. Jesus' name in Hebrew is a shortened version of which other famous Bible character's name? A. Joshua, B. Moses, C. Noah, or D. David? Ooh. I actually don't know this one here. Let me see if I can guess here. Um, you said it was short for another name. What was? What were the options again? Sorry. Um, his name in Hebrew. So Jesus is the Greek. Or Hebrew, yeah, sorry. Jesus is the Greek version, but his name in Hebrew is a shortened version of which other famous Bible character's name? A. Joshua, B. Moses, C. Noah, or D. David? You know, I'm going to do Joshua because I know it's Yeshua. That's correct. So, so I'm going to go Joshua. Yep. Yeah. Yeshua. Yeah, it's like, basically, it's like, Yeshua is the shortened 
uh, form of Joshua, right? So Joshua means the Lord is our salvation, um, but Yeshua means the Lord saves. Subtle difference. Well, good job, man. I got most of them right. I just uh, I need to brush up on the small details like Caesar Augustus and stuff, but for the most part, it's all still there. Yeah, man. All good stuff. So, uh, yeah. Jesus is the reason for the season, my man. It ain't Santa Claus. All right, man, you ready to do the jelly donut? Yes, sir. And I got some, uh, which is our jail report. I got some uh, Christmas arrest stories for you. Oh, dude, let's do it. Florida mother. Gotta love those Florida people. A Florida mother was recently arrested for allegedly lying about a burglar stealing Christmas gifts for her kids. After the community came together uh, and donated several, donated several gifts to this lady... The Lee County Sheriff's Office got a tip stating that the original gifts were never stolen and were actually hidden at her relative's house. So they sent the Grinch to help take her into custody, then posted the video on social media. The lady was arrested on charge of fraud slash false report to law enforcement. So they got the Grinch and to put her in handcuffs. Man, well, I mean, that was a that was a good way to do it. That sounds like something some of my family would do, to be honest with you. <laughs> as bad as that is to say... I was thinking about several family members of, like, if I got a phone call that they were getting arrested for doing that, yeah. Yeah, it's really messed up, though, because it's like you're taking advantage of um, of people's kindness, right? Like, you're saying, oh, I need gifts and all this stuff, but you're really taking advantage of other people. Can I tell a side story right quick? It is a family story, but this is this was around Christmas. So, I've got, um, <laughs> I've got a couple, but uh, I'll just do one. So, I've got this aunt, and she's got this daughter. And uh, pretty much Christmas was happening on a weekend one year, and it was on a Saturday, and I remember we were going to have Christmas in the morning initially, you know, gifts and stuff like that um, with family, but then we had to push it to the afternoon, and it was like, okay, well, this one cousin from Oklahoma can't come in till the afternoon, whatever, right? And so it's like, okay, fine. So we all go to dinner when they finally do get there that evening, and somebody finally asked my cousin, like, hey, so, you know... Um, why it, why it takes so long to get here because it's only like a three, four hour drive. And she goes, oh, we had to wait for the Salvation Army to uh, to bring the gifts and the turkey dinner, like the Christmas turkey dinner to us. And we we're like, the Salvation Army? Like, and they just like bought a new car and like had done a whole bunch of other stuff. But at the same time, they were like on food stamps and had the Salvation Army delivering them presents and all sorts of stuff. And they had pawned or schemed it off like they were needy and they were not needy at all so it was uh like i said i could see my family doing some some ish like that uh since i do work for the church it is kind of sad because a lot of times around this time of year a lot of people are calling and they make their rounds to the churches to try to get help um because they spent all their money on christmas gifts like they spent the rent money and then they're trying to get the church to pay for their rent so it's it, it's just yeah i know I we were know, joking about it with the improv stuff about you know spending too much but that is a very real thing this time of year. yes it is all right uh okay a cedar rapids man was arrested wednesday on charges when he stole extension cords and related items from public holiday displays around cedar rapids uh which was keeping uh it was it made the christmas displays uh dark uh, this man was arrested on three counts of fifth-degree theft and one count of criminal mischief and illegal possession of prescription drugs. So the guy stole power cords uh, from the public, and so it made all the public holiday displays go dark. That's messed up. Power cords, huh? I mean, there's got to be something else to that. Like, I, apparently I had per illegal prescription drugs on him, so who knows. But my thing was, it's just like, why the power cord? I don't know. That's petty. <laughs> oh, it is petty. Uh, you want to talk about being a Grinch in a different way. Steal the power cords so that nobody has lights to enjoy Apparently, it. this one is still ongoing, so they haven't caught this person yet. Uh, but it's in Lafayette, Louisiana. Go figure. Um, so uh, they released a report for a man dressed as the Grinch, and he was stealing Christmas decorations from people's houses. Uh, police say they have a person of interest, but they're still searching until arrest is made. They said that a man dressed as the Grinch climbed a fence uh, on Coolidge Street around 9.40 p.m. on Sunday, December 3rd, to enter a local restaurant. The suspect crawled under the fence and tried to make entry into the business, but was unable to. 
As a final resort, the suspect located some Christmas decorations that were in the back area of the restaurant and left with those. But apparently he's been hitting more houses. I, I'm just wondering if it's to, like, resell or something. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's a market this time of year, but, it, you know, I wouldn't be surprised either. I would not be surprised. Uh, next one, uh, or sorry, the final one. Uh, deputies in Polk County said that they have arrested a woman who was caught on video taking Amazon deliveries from the for- front porch of a home. In Winter Haven, video from a surveillance camera installed by the victim showed a woman dressed in black walking up to the porch where the packages were visible, then leaving with multiple boxes. The suspect then leaves the area in a red truck. Deputies say that the lady simply followed the Amazon truck and immediately stole the packages that were being delivered. According to the sheriff's office, she admitted that she was planning to re-gift the stolen items for Christmas. That makes sense. Well, I mean... Porch pirates are a huge thing, especially this time of year. I would imagine it's not just for that, but it's also for, you know, the money aspect of it. You never know what's going to be in that box, and then you go resell it or pawn it, and then you get the fast cash from yep, it, right? exactly, man. It's, it is just absolutely crazy that people are uh, doing that that time of year, and she was just following the Amazon truck and just, you know, sounded like she had a good little scheme going, but... Nowadays, so many people have ring uh, doorbell cameras and all that good stuff, and so it's it's kind of a lot harder to get away with that. Yeah, there's there's so many things that can deter people. But people try it, man. People try it. There was, speaking of one, I saw one the other day where somebody was disguised as a bush. Did you see that one? Have you seen that one where somebody um, was like a bush and they like walked up to the door and like scooped the package under the bush and like walked back out in the yard and... Was all disguised. It was just like, what the heck? No, man? I haven't see, seen that. If y'all would put that kind of energy into doing productive things, man, the world would be great. We'd have all sorts of stuff going on. Yes, it would. Well, we are going to move into our last segment, uh, which is normally our first segment, and that is the Old Fashioned Donut, which is a story from our past. And uh, I guess we're going to talk about... Uh, she was technically my first girlfriend, um, but... Micah also has some ties because my first girlfriend uh, was her dad was actually Micah's football coach. So that made uh, the head football. The coach. head football. It wasn't coach. the assistant. It was the main the the main guy, the main varsity football coach. Anyways, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. So uh, that made it for an interesting dynamic between uh, you know me, Micah, my, my girlfriend, and her family. So. Uh, I don't know. What should I say about uh, this person? What should I even call her? I don't know what to say. Well, you can just call her Tinley. Yeah, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to be nice on the podcast. I I don't want to be too uh, disparaging. But let me put it to you this way: uh, she was not as bad as Veruca Salt um, from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but she was. Di- but she was very spoiled. Um, she was definitely an only child, um, and she was a rich kid, so she was very used to having things her way. Went to a private school as well, a uh, Catholic private school there in town. Uh, kind of, would you call that school? I would say it's upper echelon because I mean you got to pay pretty good to get in there. Yeah, I would say that. I don't remember what we called him but in the Bojangles episode there was a guy that I met and he uh from the youth group and he was very upset that I stole his girlfriend um I broke the bro code we told that story and that was the girl but technically you know they had already broken up and I was just kind of the rebound that's what I was and I was a nice guy and I was very giving and so uh, she was like, ooh, I can boss this guy around and get what I want from him. So, uh, yeah, so it it didn't really last too long. It lasted three months, but it was my first actual real girlfriend. Um, and so I, I kind of regret it because I, like, for those three or four months, like, I put everything on hold, like, everything, including, like, my police internship program, the youth program. I was like skipping school, skipping church. Like I was just not a, I was just not in a good place. Uh, but Micah, how do you, what do you want to add to this? Uh, so I just remember how it started was, you know, kind of saw this coming and whatnot, of course, cause go to the youth group and then also, um, you know, just kind of, just kind of saw this coming and, you know, I would say this, it's, it's a great area of how Chris 
got Kinley because the thing was, uh, the previous guy, his mommy told him that he couldn't date her anymore. And so he had to break up with her and then got mad when Chris swooped in. So, um, you know, it is what it is. But if you remember that, but if not, there's a little recap there. All I remember is when very first started, uh, and it's just like, I, I think you told me, hey, I'm thinking about asking her out. <clears throat> like officially, because y'all had been talking for a little bit, and it's like, I'm thinking about asking her out. And I remember, bro, I had a stern talk with you. I, because that year, I uh, was in line to have a, a starting position, like on the varsity football team, right? And so, and I had moved up, and this was like my sophomore year, and that was kind of uncommon. Uh, most of the time, it was like junior or senior, right? And so... Basically, I had a conversation with it. it was like, don't screw this up <laughs> for me kind of thing. Just because you want to date this girl, you know, you got to remember who her dad is. So, like, don't screw this up for me. Do you remember me having that conversation with you? Oh, yeah. I was just like, don't don't mess anything up and whatever. And uh, Chris gave me that assurance. And I just remember, I'm going to talk mainly about, um, we'll call him, uh, who should, what should we call him? I want to call him Elmo. That's what or I you can call him Elmo if Larry? that makes you feel better. Okay. Yeah, so we call him Elmo because uh, he used to get so mad. He was a very short man. I, he was probably, what, five foot two, maybe, something like that. And when he would get mad, he would get so red, you know, he would look like a pissed off, tickled me Elmo. Anyways, um, so Elmo, her dad... Actually, I can't call him that. That sounds so disrespectful. Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to disrespect the guy. He's a cool guy. Um... I don't, Larry, that's fine. Anyways, Larry comes to me and we're in practice or right, after practice. And he's like, so I hear that your best friend is, you know, date my daughter and everything. And he just had a billion questions and I was nervous as mess. But I think the time that kind of got me, uh, what, I guess back to her, back to old Kenley there. The thing that I remember is exactly what you said. You pretty much hit the nail on the head. She was a spoiled rich girl and uh, she was kind of weird though. Like, I'll be honest with you, she she was kind of weird. She had some quirks about her. Like, I don't know how to exactly describe it, but she wasn't... Let me... I'll tell you... I'll, I'll full disclosure, season three. Uh, too bad. Gloves are coming off. All right, this, go for it. This, this girl, she would dress up like a pioneer from Little House on the Prairie uh, just for fun. Like, it was very weird, and you'd just be like, oh, okay. Yeah. She had a weird fascination with Little House on the Prairie. I don't know what. Not just that. I also remember we had several times I went over there with Chris to, to and you got to think, this is to my head football coach's house, um, go over there and went over there a few times. And I remember there was like a shrine for her dead dog. Like almost, it wasn't a full, it was like a decent space. For this dog that had passed away and like his, the ashes were like, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like borderline creepy. Like it was very. Well, and I'll, gloves are off. Even now she's got a dog and I swear she loves a dog more than her husband. <laughs> the way that she'd be talking about him. Um, anyways, so, but enough about her. Um, so the head football coach, man, I think after a while, Bro, I could swear that her parents probably loved you more than she did, to be honest with you. Because you know how I know her her um her mom actually liked me more than she did because it was her mom that went and got me Christmas presents, not her. Like and it was just like bro, like yeah, it was bad cuz I remember like we were hanging out and I was like, "Oh, like, you know, where's your mom at?" And she was like, "Oh, she went to go get your Christmas presents." And I'm like, Oh, like, did you pick them out? And she just has to, like, go pick them out. She's like, no. She's like, she was just going to pick them out for you. Oh, bro, we didn't even disclose this. I'm sorry. She, this girl, old Kinley, she would require gifts throughout the month of her birthday. Like, celebrate the birthday for the whole month. It wasn't just the day. It was the whole freaking month. Oh, yeah. It, she, she said that she had to have pre-birthday gifts, birthday gifts, and post-birthday gifts. I'm not kidding. Yeah, it was, it was super, super insane. Uh, anyway, so, um, I tell you what, man, I, um, Larry was really cool. Uh, what was interesting was like, he was the head football coach over at one school there in the County. And at the time, um, Kinley's mom was the principal at another high school that like we played and we were rivals with. So that was always a very interesting time of year when we played each other because it was literally a house divided 
And uh, we'd lost like a bunch of years. And I just remember Larry being like, I have to go home to my wife. Now I got to go home to my wife and live for a whole year. Like, yeah, it was a whole thing. Um, but even down to, um, I believe, um, Kinley's mom, she was an Alabama fan. And um, uh, old Larry, he was an Auburn fan. Like, he played for Auburn, like, played football for Auburn. So, like, they were, I mean, even down to the bed sheets, they, they had, like, a divided bed sheet. And then there was like a, a cutout of Nick Saban and like all this other stuff, man. It was it was kind of an interesting dynamic they had because it was kind of like a weird rivalry. Everything was kind of rivalry esque. But um, man, I really liked Kinley's mom though. Like you know, Larry was cool, and you know, I had a lot of interactions with him, and he really um, got on with Chris, and it was kind of interesting because he typically didn't have any outside players come to his house, but. You know, he's like, if you don't tell anybody, I'm okay with you coming over here with your friend kind of deal. The first time, do you remember the first time I actually came over to their house and like he came in? Yeah, I was going to tell you, I was going to tell you to tell that story. Yeah, I just remember, (laughs) I just remember he came in and he had a bag of golf clubs on his shoulder and he was like, he literally, I could tell he caught himself, but he comes inside and he goes, what the hell are you doing here? That was the first thing that he said to me when he came in I had to explain to him you know I was here with Chris and all this other stuff and bro I don't think he liked it at all but then he was nice enough to give us a tour of the house right he's like well has Kinley given you a tour of the house and I was like no so you know like typical um proud homeowners they give us a tour of the house we get to the bedroom you know I was joking about the whole sheets in half and you know Nick Saban in the bed and stuff like that so we get there right and Chris will tell you I still run my mouth, but I had zero filter. I said some stupid crap, right, at that time. I just remember walking in that room, looking at the bed and going, all right, Larry, so this is where the magic happened. Yeah, he was probably just like, get out. He was like, he was like, I like your friend. He was like, if your friend wasn't here, boy, I'd throw you out. It'd be like Dude. Uncle Phil to yeah. DJ Jazzy Jeff. He would have thrown me right out that front door. Yeah, the, re- the reason why Micah was there is because we were doing, I think I was helping them with their video project, and Micah was like helping me. So I think that I think that's what it was, but um yeah it was crazy. So yeah we ended up so the way that we broke up is she actually was seeing some other guy and she told me that she just needed a break and uh, yeah and so she made me think that there was like still a um, chance and I remember like I drove three hours to go to her like volleyball tournament or whatever and then she was just like yeah we're done and I was just like. Man, and I had to just drive three hours back. It was a long drive by myself and me and good old, uh, my good old Buick. I remember he so, called uh, me and he yeah. was like, I'm, I'm headed to your house. And I was like, you are? Because I knew he was going to be in Charlotte. That's where it was at, Charlotte, North Carolina. And I was like, you are? And he was like, yeah, I'll be there in a little bit. And I was like, oh, something happened if he's driving back tonight. Um, but anyways, the I've got a couple other ones. So... <clears throat> This man, Chris was a, is he is a good man, but he especially was a good man to her at that point. She was like in love. This was the other thing too. She was in love with Cam Newton, like to a sick level. <laughs> I don't know. She was like obsessed with. Who him. was the quarterback and, uh, of uh, the Carolina Panthers? For people that don't know, the Carolina Panthers. And uh, before that, he went to Auburn. So naturally, that's you know her dad. And, and anyway, Chris, you know. North Carolina wasn't too far. Charlotte wasn't too far. So he buys tickets to the Carolina game, like decent tickets. I saw the pictures, you know, it was, it was pretty close. I wouldn't say it was like close to the field, but it was, you know, bottom tier kind of thing. Pretty good seat. Didn't you tell me she like was like, I love you, Cam, the entire freaking time? Yeah, I think my, I don't remember if my mom actually, I think my mom actually did help me out with that. So last one after y'all broke up, funny thing is. We're moving out to Texas. Chris is having his graduation party, right? And there was this other girl he was talking to just kind of casually, right? Like, not really. They weren't going to do anything. And, like, obviously, he's moving, right? So, they're just kind of flirting on and off, and that's all it was. But, um, so, she comes to the graduation party, and Kenley and her mom come to the graduation party. And, bro, she was jealous as all again. Even though she had cheated on him and was with some other dude, it was funny as a mess watching her just all jealous. And it's just like, bro... 
y'all ain't even dating anymore. You you made that happen, so I don't know why you mad. Yeah, it was wild, but I will have to say, man, I'm married to a wonderful woman now, and it's great, and she's wonderful and awesome, and she is nothing like that at all. So and I'm thank sure. God we ain't got to deal with the problems that we dealt with with some stupid dating stuff like we've had. Oh, yeah. If we, wa- if we want to start digging into my past, bro, we might start digging into yours. <laughs> Don't oh no, for sure. Uh, you know, maybe next episode we'll start talking about some of the uh, <clears throat> um, females from my past, right? All right, man. Well, uh, we want to shout out all of our listeners, right? We got a lot of listeners, all of our OGs. Where we got listeners listening from? I'm going to start off internationally. Let's go Germany, Frankfurt, Germany. Thanks a lot. We really appreciate your support. Australia uh, is fantastic. I know I jumped all the way across the world there. Um, you know, we have a lot going on in Europe. Africa's blowing up as well. Um, seen some good stuff there. Out in Singapore, um, we really appreciate you guys. Here in the home front here in the United States, name some of the places that we were seeing a lot of. Uh, Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, Arizona, Texas, Pennsylvania, um, not New Hampshire, <laughs> Maryland, uh, Philadelphia, Washington, California, Canada. Man, we got people listening from all over. It's great. I, I feel great if we start getting like New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Delaware, because uh, you know, the, if one of the four people that live in those states start listening to us, that'll be great. Hey, it happens when you live in a big state like Texas, but we really do appreciate uh, all you guys and uh, from wherever you're listening from. It's fantastic, and uh, each week is can't believe we're getting heard all around the world, which is awesome. Well, this is the Donut Box Podcast. You know you're not supposed to be doing that, right? I'm Chris. Trash Cam presents the one guy that knows it all. Um, hi, sir. I, I, I'm just here checking out your groceries. What do you mean? What are you talking about? I don't know. Don't you know you're supposed to slide it across there with the flick of the wrist motion? You're not supposed to be doing it like you're doing it right now with the hand wave little thing. Listen, I worked in the grocery business. Born to tell you I'll tell you how to slide it across there. You ain't doing it right. Who's your manager? Uh, well, actually, I'm the manager, and this is our new training uh, policies and procedures. This isn't 1950, Grandpa. Well, let me tell you something. We're a part of the best generation, okay? So you should listen to us. We got the best methods. We got all the best things going on. I'll tell you something else, too. You don't know how to stock your shelves back there. When I was back there, you had the Fritos up all here. But then you had the Doritos underneath it. No, no, no. That's all wrong. See, you got to have the party packs in the middle. That's what the, that's the deal. You got to have them separated. You can't have all the Frito-Lay products all in one. That don't work. That don't work. You got to have them separated all through there. How are people going to know? How are people going to know if you don't have them separated? Well, sir, uh, our planograms actually come from corporate, and they tell us how they want it structured, so you can feel free to call them. See, that's the problem. Corporations, that's what's wrong. People don't know what's going on. See, the right way to do it is local business. Local business, local business. That's what it is. I know what's going on, and local business knows what's going on, too. See, sir, as that may be true, you're here at this big corporate American uh, grocery store, so you're kind of not practicing what you preach. Listen, you're not right either, because thing is... I came to this place from my house. That's where you're wrong. That's where you're wrong. Well, sir, I would appreciate it if you could please get out of line. Um, I have other customers that I need to ring up. 